heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com. And I am joined today by Chris Axman, the almighty baller himself from Almighty Baller Podcast Network. We will get into that. I have some former affiliations with that. And so we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, the relationship that I have with Chris. Also, we will talk to Matt Wynn, our resident physical therapist, talk about Dennis Smith Jr.'s injury. Uh, he missed the game tonight. We will talk about the game that the Mavericks lost against the Sacramento Kings. Starting the season off 0-2, guys, I'm, whew, it, is, uh, it might be tough sledding throughout this, this season, but we will get into all of that in this podcast. You can follow me at Nick Van Exit on Twitter. You can also follow Isaac, who is normally the co-host. If you're just look, tuning in for the first time, you can follow him at Isaac Harris NBA for all things Dallas Mavericks and other general NBA stuff. You can also follow Chris Axman at Almighty Ballin. That's B A L L I N. If you're not already, he is a Dallas Mavericks fan, so he's in. All, he's all in on them. And then you can also follow Matt Wynn, our resident physical therapist, at underscore underscore Matt Wynn. You can follow him there. If you would like to team up with us, if you'd like to become part of the Lockdown Mavericks team, you can sponsor the show. Uh, if you are, you know, a business owner, if you're a small business owner, if you just want to advertise through Locked On Mavericks, you can email me nickangsted at gmail.com. We got a couple of sponsors in the works. Really excited about that. And team up with us. You know, join us. Join us with this Locked On Mavericks. A lot of people reaching out saying how much they enjoy the podcast. Me and Isaac both enjoy doing this a lot. We appreciate it. Uh, all the support that you guys have have put out there for us. So, all right. The Mavericks lose to the Kings. We're going to talk about that with Chris Axman. We're also going to talk to Matt about Dennis Smith Jr.'s knee and what it means, what an effusion means, all that kind of stuff. So stick around, listen to the Lockdown Mavericks podcast, and let's talk to Chris Axman. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. And joining me now on the Lockdown Mavericks podcast, for the second time I think he's been on the podcast, but for the first time with us, my former podcast network running person that ran the... <laughs> The network that I used to be a part of, Chris. Axman. That's actually on my business card. Yeah, <laughs> it specifically says Nick Angstead's too. Nick Nick Angstead's former network running partner guy. If you if you had every single person that's ever been in the network like on your business card, how big of a business card would that be? Because right oh, now, because right now, like if it's just current, that's a lot. But then even you know the former that would be. Well, so yeah, wow. Um, because a lot of shows have multiple hosts, you right? Know? Arsted. Um, probably 80. Gosh, that's so many. Yeah. 
And like, it, it is a lot. And I know that because that's what my business card looks like. It's, uh, <laughs> it's way too much. It's it also like says, at, it says at almighty ballin on it. Cause that's my Twitter account. You can go out and follow me. Uh, little known fact, if you know, almighty baller radio, well, first off, if you don't, you should go check it out. Do it. Um, but if you know of it, the guy who happens to be in charge of it is, uh, a Dallas Maverick supporter. So, um, it, you know, I'm a big fan of locked on Mavs. Uh, you know, it hurts me inside a little bit to say that, but you guys just do such a great job. I just, I, I can't help it. I just listen to every episode. So if you don't know some of the history, uh, I used to do the, actually I started the, the Mavs fanatic podcast with my friend Taman Turner and Chris discovered us. He was like the, I don't know, what would you call us? The, uh, who's the guy that discovered all the Motown people, Barry Gordy. <laughs> who's that guy? Uh, Barry. <laughs> Barry Sanders? I don't no. know. Uh, so he dis- I have no idea. He, he discovered us and, and brought us on. And uh, and so we were part of the Almighty Ballin Network. I think they still – are they still? Is – is oh, is uh, Mavs Fanatics? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they are. Okay, uh, he's uh, – so Taman's co-hosting it uh, with Mike DuPont. Yeah. Um, yeah. My friend Mike it's DuPont. They're, they're still doing it over there weekly. And uh, I moved over to the locked on, and uh, I cut Chris Axman out of my I life, basically, me. just <laughs> like, a, like a knife, dagger in the heart. <laughs> so, but yeah, he is a Dallas Total guy. Total Nerlens move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Ner- No, did I Carlisle you or did I Nerlens you? I don't know which one I did. Oh man, we're gonna have to answer that by the end of the podcast. But that's <laughs> uh, the the emotions are are running a little too high there. Um, so, but he is a Dallas guy, Dallas Mavericks fan. Would you call yourself a minute an MFFL? God, I would. Um, I, I like. I, it's hard for me to even pretend that I don't actively have rooting interest in the Mavs. Now, <laughs> that being said, I come from a really healthy perspective where there was no game. This was so. There's no way this game could have gone that I wouldn't have been delighted with the outcome. Dude, we look awful. We're gonna get a top three pick. It's gonna <laughs> be dope. All right. Am, am and if we I were gonna... doing well right now, it's like. Mavs are winning games. You know? Am I going to see Luka Doncic in a Mavericks jersey next year? Ooh, is that who you want to see? Am um, I going to see Luka Doncic in like a Mavericks, you know, like pre-draft workout camp? Am I going to see that? Because that that gets me a little excited. Oh, yeah. I think you will. I think you will. Somebody, I, it, it, somebody <laughs> in my mentions today started a hashtag for Luka Doncic. Uh, I don't know if I want to repeat it on the podcast, but it has to do with uh genitalia it has to do with some action with genitalia and it it uh also <laughs> works with donkage so Donk. um it's an alliteration my, i'll just leave my it innocent there. mind <laughs> just, uh, I, I can't comprehend we're that. too um, far away from the draft we're not going all the way there we're not hey, going to the draft for porter let's let's <laughs> focus let's focus on what was ahead of us or what we just finished which is the Mavericks lost 93 to 88 to the Sacramento Kings at home they start the season off 0 and 2 their next two games are at the Rockets and the and the Golden State Warriors Harrison Barnes former team and oof the last time the Mavericks started 0 and 4 actually the only time the Mavericks started 0 and 4 was in 2006 2007 which uh do you remember anything about that year specifically um, it went pretty well. I think, I think we won a championship. It went well and then it did not go well. <laughs> that was... Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, it was the best of Avery's and it was the worst of Avery's. 
Yeah, that was the year that the that the uh, Mavericks won 67 games, then ended up losing in the first round to the Golden State Warriors. So yeah, the team's really gone downhill since Josh Howard. I think. I think that's the the distinct lack of Josh Howard on the roster. I think you can track that. So they respect that they respect the American flag too much. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it, Man, you you know what that was, right? Like, am I the only one who just realized that he just basically said that, "Hey, I'm running for president." That's what that's what that was. <laughs> so many deep, so many deep cuts that, right? today, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm totally serious. I think that was Mark Cuban saying, "I'm going to run for president." No, oh, I really do. Do we? Have to, should we talk about the flag thing? Isaac doesn't like to talk about the flag thing. Uh, uh, I. If you don't mind me kneeling right now as we record this podcast, then we can talk about it. Um, Have you seen the phenomenon uh, that is like fans now sitting for the national anthem? God. It's a thing. I, that, I, it's a thing that happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I uh, my my sort of take on it is just that like I don't care. <laughs> that's that's my like that's my <laughs> that's. My uh, my analytics seem to suggest that like I just don't give a shit at all. Uh, it does not. It does not help or <laughs> or hurt your offense in any way. Yeah. No. That's uh. That's my um. Kneeling is a. Uh, it's a neutral plus minus action. I think. Um, all right. So in this game tonight, besides Harrison Barnes going off in the fourth quarter, I think to the tune of fourteen points or you know sixteen points or something like that. What else from this game did you glean from that was semi-positive before we just go all downhill, all negative, before, before we get to like the <laughs> depressing stuff? Uh, well, one thing, I, I think it was uh, Falwell who said it on the broadcast. Uh, yeah, Powell's just really letting it fly. He said he was going to take more threes, and he's man, he's taking more threes. That's something uh, that he seems willing to do. I think that's positive. D- Chris, Chris Axman, you, I just said, give me something positive, And you literally just said the one thing. Oh man. If this was Isaac, Isaac would be triggered so hard right now. He would be like in a straight up tirade right now, but yeah, he, I mean, he well, made, he made another three. I think as soon as he get, came into the game, he checked in, hit a three. And that was his only made bucket of the game. He also had four more rebounds than he had in the last game, which he had four. So, yeah, well, um, so I, I guess positive things. It's hard for me to look at anything positive that happened and say that it's like uh, that that the Mavs could do it again. That it's something that's a repeatable thing. So I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith looked good, but he has those games sometimes. Yeah. It it's not like um, it's not like it's the first time for him to hit like all of his free th- or all of his field goals except for one. Um, I don't think that this is the start of a new like 80% effective field goal percentage Dorian Finney-Smith that we're going to hear that we're going to see here going forward. Um, I guess um, I guess one thing that was nice is just that Dirk was a positive thing, you know, like Dirk when Dirk was on the court, it was good for the Mavericks. And I'm not sure how much longer we're going to have of that. Um, and I'm not sure what it means <laughs> that we lost when Dirk was good, but um it's uh, it's a bittersweet taste for sure. Well, if you want to look at it that way, Dirk was a plus six and his plus minus. Uh, the only other one that was higher than that, Jean Clavel Jiverson. Yes. Okay, Jiverson. so Jiverson. That, that, so that's a good example. So do you plus think that's 13. repeatable? Oh, uh, no, because well, if you're a plus thirteen <laughs> and you're like you only score three points, you're probably just not doing too much to. Is he a really, really, him. really good shooter? Is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah, he's a good shooter. He's a good like you know three point like spot up shooter. But 
I I mean he's he's on a two way contract, so it's not like he's lights out. So yeah, well they they talked about him like he was lights out. I mean he's good. Also, <laughs> the you talking about they like you're talking about the uh, the broadcasters Broadcast. like follow up yeah. and stuff. Well, you also have to look at it that they look at everything relative now. They look at everything relative to who's on the Mavericks right now, and arguably one of the best shooters in the Mavericks is Wes Matthews, and he was zero for seven from three tonight. Yeah, that wasn't good. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, no, I, it's I think, not. You know, the biggest positive for me, really, and I, I'm not sure. I think we weren't recording at this point that I said this. The biggest positive for me is that we just lost to the Sacramento Kings. We're gonna get a great. We're gonna get a great rookie next year. We're gonna have a great pick. Uh, it might be Doncic. It might be Porter Jr. It might be Bamba. Probably, no, probably not. Um, or Marvin Bagley. Interesting idea. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would be lying right now um, if I were to say that I haven't run Marvin Bagley. So I have this dream from the Mavericks. Like that, a real uh, dream. Like you're, you went to bed, you slept. Like this is a, a thing that ran through your brain. It, it's it's more of like a uh, – yeah, you know like Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat where he like goes to bed and he's like in a dream sort of fugue state. Anyways, what happens in this in this multi-month-long dream is that – the Mavs this offseason uh, give a max offer to Jabari Parker. Okay. You know? Yep. And they get Marvin Bagley, right? Okay. Uh, and then they, uh, you know, they keep, uh, they keep our boy Harrison Barnes, of course. And then Dennis Smith Jr. is great. And then um, I really like Seth Curry. I think Seth Curry is. Uh, yeah. I, I think that he's going to end up being a starting caliber shooting guard. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with that lineup. We're going to contend, I think, with, with our those, Mar- Marvin with those Bagley. Guys. Yeah, Marvin Bagley, Jabari Parker. That sounds great. I'm I like down. It. I'd be down with that for Dennis sure. Dennis Smith? That'd be yeah, a lot, that would be, that'd be a lot better than be what fun. we have now. It'd be a lot of fun, you know? Like, it would just be nuts. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's sort of the biggest takeaway is that two games into the season, I think we know that the Mavs are bad, you know? Yeah, the, 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 I got in a sort of a Twitter back and forth with this guy right after the game, and he was like, you know, when I said that the Mavericks were 0-2 and, and that they were going to play the, the Rockets and the Warriors next, and the last time that they were 0-4 was 2007. And he was like, well, that, that means we're, we're probably going to win one of those games because we've you know only gone 0-4 like one time, so it's not likely. You should go to Vegas start making bets. <laughs> and I, was like, like I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, the the Rockets are going to score like 150 points on the Mavericks because the Hawks scored 117 points on the Mavericks, and they have two NBA players on their roster right now. It well, is- okay, so I think the Hawks are a little underappreciated right now. I don't think they're as bad as people think, but the Sacramento Kings are as bad as people think, and <laughs> yeah. we just lost to them too, so it's good. The, well, the-, the Hawks are that yeah. bad, though. The Hawks... Who's who's starting front court is worse than the Hawks. We talked about this on the other on the other yesterday's show, I think. Uh, they start Deadman and they start Ersan Ilyasova. Well, I I think that's like not the big. It would be worse to have a bad starting uh, backcourt. You know, I mean, Schroeder's competent. They've yeah. got uh, they've got that one guy from Baylor. I really like him. He's a high utility player. Jordan they've Brand. got some. Yeah, they've got some guard depth. They've got some nice young players. They've got that one uh, rookie with some mad hops, you know, throwing down dunks, coming John off Collins. the bench. John Collins, like, who almost ended Dirk's life. <laughs> right, yeah. They're, and they've got a good coach. They've got a 10-man rotation. 
they're a lot better off than some teams, including ten man rotation. Yeah, okay, they're gonna. Yeah, for sure, they're gonna put guys in so. there, but uh, I don't know. I just don't think that they're all like they wouldn't play on a lot of NBA teams. I think the Hawks are like maybe. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who's better, the Hawks or the Pistons. I mean, really, that's that's yeah, that's where I'm at. Wow. Um, now, like the Pistons have a higher ceiling for sure. I just think the Hawks have. I think the Hawks have this floor that people don't realize that they have. Um, speaking of floors, our floor is falling out, but with that, the ceiling rises, the fire rises, you know? Um, and, uh, so if, if you're just going to like sick me to go, can, can I just like bring up all the Nerlens trades that go I have? Ahead. Yep. You've been texting me about this, about Nerlens trades, trying to get Nerlens out. First of all, let's just start here. You think Nerlens is completely gone. And you said this to me this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's not like a friendly thing to walk away from, from like <laughs> what, 60, $70 million. Yeah. Like there's no way that that happens. And it's like, a, well, you know, we'll just bet on each other. It's going to be great. Like as far as Nerlens is concerned and like, this is not even him uh, like being weird. He actually thinks to himself, like the Mavs dealing with me or not dealing with me is the difference between me having tens of millions of dollars and me not. Right. And it's only going to get worse as he realizes that he's not going to get a max contract. Right. And like the amount of animosity that that I would have if I was Nerlens and I was like, man, I could have had seventy five million dollars. Now I don't have seventy five million dollars, seventy five, seventy five million dollars, Nick. All right. I don't have seventy five million dollars and I run a great podcast network. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have seventy five dollars. So. Yeah, so I I just think there's no friendly way of walking away from a, nego- a negotiating table with that much money and just saying like nah we'll uh, we'll come back to it later. So I think that right then it was over. I think that like the it, the betting on yourself thing is a total myth. It never happens. Yeah, it, well he is still betting on himself, but I don't know if he's betting on himself like against like against the Mavericks or with the Mavericks. Like if he, if he, you know, specifically made that wager in a back right. in a, you know, in a vacuum with the Mavericks, like, okay, I'm going to bet on myself. And the only outcome is that the Mavericks either pay me a lot or they don't pay me a lot. I think there's also, you know, he's thinking about all these other teams, but how many of these teams are going to have cap space? I think that, that I think Nerland's in the summer. We also saw, gosh, I've talked about Nerland so much, but we saw him, you know, fire his agent. We've seen him, you know, do some things and say some things in Philadelphia where it just, it's sort of like, I mean, he's still a 23-year-old guy. I mean, he's still probably, you know, indecisive. He's still probably, you know, like immature in ways. And maybe that's why Carlisle's upset with him. You know, like maybe the, there's other things like that. I think it's a long season. I think it's a really long time. I think guys that age, I'm, you know, I'm only a couple years older than him. I'm still right there with him. I think that there's still time for that to go back around because, you know, decisions like that like huge massive decisions can waver back and forth you know in a young guy's mind there's not that many you know young guys that are that decisive and can decide that i mean even lebron when he was making his decision i think came down to like the last couple of things and uh gordon hayward almost went back on his decision to you know to go to boston after it was reported before he could get his little like, you know, players tribune piece out. Like he almost went, he almost decided to go back after he saw that it was reported <laughs> well, early. So, <laughs> so I think the point you're trying to make is that just because he walked away from the money doesn't mean that he's bad. Doesn't mean that. And like, I agree with that. I doesn't think mean that, that he can't turn around. I think that it's definitely going in a direction right now. It's definitely like if, if it, the season were to end now, 
Nerlens Noel would never come back to the Mavericks. Like, there's just no shot. But I think after a long season, after some, you know, injuries will, are bound to happen. They already have. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. was out tonight. Um, you know, Seth Curry's been been out the first two games. So injuries, he starts tonight. What if he starts, I don't know, the rest of the games of this season? And what if he ends up, you know, being really, really good for, throughout the rest of the season? He wasn't necessarily that great tonight, but, you know, it can turn around. That's all I'm saying. And, and it's odd that I'm as optimistic as I am about this, but. Yeah, I am. So when you say like could and possibly and maybe, yeah, like what percentage are we looking at? Like, oh, what? to me, I, that it that it could turn around. He ends up back on the Mavericks. Yeah, like, well, yeah. What's the percentage chances? And keep in mind that there are twenty nine other teams, right? So, right. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I'll give it like a lottery odd. So like twenty five percent. Like the Mavericks have the first, like have the first lottery slot. And then there's like a whole bunch of other teams that are under that. Nick, you sweet, sweet child, you innocent, naive little babe. <laughs> I, I also, I also think Nerlens is right there with me, being a sweet, naive, innocent little babe. I think that he, look, you look. Know, it also could turn around for him. <laughs> okay, so Nerlens Noel is three months older than I am. Okay, and I'm decisive enough to pick up seventy million dollars when it's in front of me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure that I buy it. it. It was a bizarre decision. That's that's the way that uh, I've described it here is that, like, a rational person doesn't make the decision that he made. And it, it it's there's going to be. That's my that's sorry? honestly my point is that that's honestly my point is that he might not be a completely rational person and it might be able to turn around. I uh, yeah. Um that's the, so ch- that's it, the it, chance we're looking at. Anyway, continue. It could turn around for him when he's traded to the Pistons. <laughs> okay, go right? for it. No, are you giving the Mavericks? <laughs> uh, if with, you give the wait. Mavericks Andre Drummond, I'm out. I'm, I'm ending the podcast. No. Okay. No, no. No, no. Wait, so you're going to play um, Drummond and they're going to play giving, Nerlens? We're giving, we're giving Andre Dr- – we're, we're giving Stan Van Gundy like in, an eject button in case Andre Drummond uh, and his nostrils like don't work out this season. So – uh, it's it's Nerlens Wesley Matthews for Stanley Johnson and Boban. Wow, we traded. We did a uh, in, in a locked on NBA draft where all of the hosts drafted players, and we could also do trades. And uh, we traded for Stanley Johnson. So Isaac and I are on. We're on in that. We're in, oh yeah, we're you in did. On that. I remember that. And um, we got we got Donovan Mitchell, and we got Stanley Johnson. I that's a, that was a good off season for us. <laughs> yeah, you guys should run the Mavericks. Um, What's up? Did you guys? Hey Don, did you end up with Dennis Smith though? No, we got we, we ended up we traded that pick. We got Stanley Johnson, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. I feel like it ended yeah. up all right. Come on now. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, we talked about Nerlens trade up for Willie Collie sign. That's not going to happen now. Um, but Nerlens, all right, Matthews, Wait, and JJ ex- ex- Barea. Ex- explain why you think it's not going to happen now because we talked about that before on the podcast. So trading Nerlens Noel for Willie Collie Stein isn't going to happen because he's not as good. Because he just came out against the Kings and like didn't dominate Willie Cauley Stein. That that's what needed to happen. That's one of those things. There's certain teams and certain players. Like if you go out and destroy a team, like this is Doc Bruce's Doc Rivers' thing that he, you know he always gets the players that kill his team. Yeah. 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 No, and I I think that that's the. I feel like when you make a decision to trade a young guy like Willie Cauley Stein, like the Kings. So imagine you're Vlade, you're Eastern European, you have a temper. Um, I was in Space Jam. Probably, right? Yeah. Uh, like your your level of frustration with Willie Cauley Stein has to get strong enough that it outweighs your not wanting to have another Boogie Cousins on board. You know, and 
it, your your frustration level gets higher when you think of specifically, man. I remember that Nerlens Noel guy who was just yamming all over my fool. Like, <laughs> I gotta get this guy out of here. I gotta get Nerlens in. Like, that's give, a decision. Give of me passion. that guy. Give me that yeah. guy. Like, yeah. when you make a move like that, when you're like, hey, Nerlens was really good against this team. That's not like a rational decision. You gotta get angry. You gotta make it with your with your gut. You gotta make that decision a few shots in. You know. Um, not basketball shots. Sounds so, like you're sending them to the Knicks. Is what you're just... <laughs> um, no, I, I don't see the money working out. But I think my favorite one, though, um, actually, we'll leave that for last. Uh, Nerlens, Matthews, and J.J. Barea for Kenneth Fareed and Emmanuel Moutier. Ugh, I do not like that one. First of all... Emmanuel Moutier, you know he's from Dallas, right? I do. I do know that. He almost went to SMU. Uh, J.J. Barea is the best guard on this team. True or false? False. Who do you think is better? I think Dennis Smith right and now. Seth Curry are both better and Wesley Matthews. You think Wesley Matthews is better than JJ right now? Well, okay, so I, I, I don't find a uh, – all right. So if, if you're a pick-and-roll point guard, yeah. there can only be one pick-and-roll point guard effectively running a pick-and-roll on the court at any given time, right? So you're sort of wasting your possession if you have two Russell Westbrooks out there, right? That doesn't make a lot of sense because one Russell Westbrook's just going to stand off in the corner. Uh, if JJ Barea is on the court, it means that like, that's your best offensive option. I don't think that's valuable. Like you're resigning yourself to JJ Barea is basically what's going on. I just think he's pretty good. You know, I, I, I think that like, it's, um, you know, earlier in the night when, uh, when Giannis was just like being, just a, a super masterful player, right? And just sort of getting to the basket at rim against the Cavaliers. I'm not sure if you were able to watch this. Um, it sort of sticks out that it's like you can only have one of those guys on your team at any given point because the, the ball isn't in Giannis's hands, then it's not in Giannis's hands. You, do you get what I mean right now? Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I totally get it. I just think that there are things that JJ does that, that nobody else on the on the Mavericks can do. Of course, there are also What about things, Dennis Smith? There are also things that Dennis Smith can do that nobody – nobody else probably in the league can do so what what can jj Barea do that dennis smith can't do well it's just that be, being in the offense for so long the you know the pick and rolls he's definitely you know ahead of him in that area the passes that he makes i think getting to the rim and the, the finishing around the rim i think is something that he hasn't necessarily gotten there yet and i don't think that it won't happen you know i it could happen for dennis Smith jr this year you know if he continues to play the way that he did the first game i think you know I could be eating my Well, words maybe Carlisle should play uh, Dennis Smith Jr. alongside Nerlens, like play them at the same time. Wow, that is a, that's an idea right there. <laughs> that is definitely an idea. All right, give me it's another give me another Nerlens trade. Okay, this is the one, and I the the idea here is that like he's a borderline toxic asset, and like Emmanuel Mudiay is a little bit toxic, so you're getting him back. That's why Stanley Johnson was on the list, but here this one is. You are trading Nerlens alongside Wesley Matthews again. Um, there's a consistent theme here, and you're getting back Gorgui Dang and Shabazz Muhammad. Man, Mavs could have just signed Shabazz Muhammad this summer. He was just out there. Yeah, but, but I don't know. But you didn't. What are we? What are the Mavs getting in Gorgui Dang? Because I, I I have not gotten that. I've not. I didn't understand the contract. I didn't understand why they thought that he was such a good fit next to Towns. I just didn't understand it. Yeah, I agree. I've been like ripping on him to our Timberwolves host, like <laughs> just every day. <laughs> I'm just like, hey man, how's that pick and roll coverage working out for you? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, so you're really improving your own team here, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, there aren't really any great options. I um, 
I really wanted to like sit down at my laptop earlier. My dogs have had to start barking at me. Do it. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All right, she's gonna do it. We have a, uh, okay. we have a moment in every podcast where do- <laughs> where our dogs just like freak out. Isaac and I both got puppies right around the same time. She just. Um, my dog's name is KD after, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, she's really aggressive. She wants to go. She's basically Twitter Katie. Um, wow. yeah, I sat down, I sat down. Right. And like started thinking like, okay, man, I'm going to trade Nerlens live on locked on Mavericks. <laughs> There's not like a lot of good possibilities. No, um, it's tough. Even though his contract is, you know, very tradable. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. Marvin Bagley. We just need to be as bad as we've been these first two games. And I have a feeling that we are up to the task. <laughs> you really, okay. So you really think the Mavericks are that bad because there are people that were, were tweeting me and I, at the beginning of the season, I tweeted, okay, shoot your shot. Do you think the Mavericks are making the playoffs? And I got a lot more yeses than I really expected. Uh, I don't know if that's just fans being excited about their team. I don't know if that's just, you know, the off season, everybody talks themselves into their own team during the off season, you know, cause everybody is, you know, 100% healthy and all this stuff. Are the Mavericks as bad as, like, a bottom five team in the NBA? All right, so here's the thing. Dirk is starting at center, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're the worst defense in the league. If not the worst, you're a bottom five defense. Like, automatically right off the bat, okay? Now, are the Mavericks a top ten offense? (laughs) Oof. Uh, Not right now. Definitely not. Are they a top 15 offense? (laughs) Who not, I mean, not throughout the first two games. Definitely not. Yeah. So it's like they absolutely will be horrendous defensively because Dirk's starting at center. And, like, Dirk is starting at center against starters. <laughs> like, if if we were to play, uh, let's say, the Rockets here pretty soon, like, <laughs> he would be the rim protector against, like, a uh, small, small pick and roll with Chris Paul and James Harden. Like, the help defense would be from Dirk. Um so the defense is awful, right? So the help and defense would, like, would would not exist, right? Yeah, and so if you if you think about like the Nuggets as a ta- as a uh, as a test case as a case study, that's what I was looking for. As a case study, uh, the Nuggets were the worst defense in the league, right? Yeah. Um, and Next they were the, the best Lakers. offense in the league, and they won forty one games, right? Um, that's not a lot of games, right? No. 41? I mean, really, it, it's not a lot of games for what was the best offense in the league. So our defense is going to be that bad, except, like, I don't think we're going to be the best offense in the league. Gosh. Especially looking at how, you know, Harrison Barnes and Dennis Smith Jr. like paired through the, the first the first full game. Harrison Barnes, when he's not just the ISO guy, looks like he doesn't really know what to do anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, like, there's no... There's no really, really, there's not really a way of creating efficient offense for the Mavericks. And at the end of the day, when you're saying, when you're ranking offenses, you're doing it by offensive rating, which is offensive efficiency. Um, Like Harrison Barnes is a really good player, and that's a valuable skill set that could be valuable if it wasn't like the go to skill set. There's a reason why he was on a championship team starting, not the number one option though, right? Um, I, I really like Harrison Barnes, but I mean, it, it's like he can't create efficient offense. And then our other um, way of creating offense is a rookie. And that just doesn't have a good track record. Um, Wesley Matthews doesn't have a good track record of shooting. That's sort of at the other position there. Um, Man, Wes, uh, Wes Matthews, 
I don't. I'm not sure how it how he how it finished the game, but our guy Kirk Henderson tweeted out that he had eight turnovers through eight quarters. <laughs> <laughs> like the Mavericks had 22 total turnovers and he had eight of them. And I'm like, this is your three and D like off ball guard. And he is committing more turnovers than anybody else on your team. That like, how is this happening? I just don't understand. Yeah. It's not, well, well the, the way that it's happening is like, there's no offensive theory to this Mavericks team. It's like, it's okay though. I mean, <laughs> you think it's on we purpose. Tra- you think Carlisle just like put the playbook in and is like, it's just all like garbage plays. They, they all lead to nowhere, but nobody realizes it. Um, <laughs> he's like I, self-sabotaging I think, his own team. Well, so this is interesting. I think we, I think we, I referenced this a little bit earlier in our text. I think that Rick Carlisle must like really hate New Orleans, just personally not like the guy. Because I mean, if you have a go-to pick and roll, a one-five combo, like you know, we were just talking about the Pistons when that, uh, when that Drummond and Reggie pick and roll was like solid, they were forty-six win team or something like that, and then. That falls apart, and nothing else changes on the roster. The only thing that happens is that one five connection, like sort of falls apart, um, and they just like fall into the crap, and they're awful, right? Yeah, and the, if, the Pistons if, were like when Reggie Jackson came back, the offense was worse from injury. <laughs> yeah, so we're like the, the the Mavericks are basically saying, yeah, we could be developing one five pick and roll chemistry with Dennis Smith and Nerland, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. We could also lose games instead. And uh, then starting next year, develop one five pick and roll chemistry with Dennis Smith and Marvin Bagley. Oof. I'm in on that. That's, right. Yeah. That sounds so great. Yeah. Um, I really, I really like that idea a lot. Um, and then at that point, you're sort of like starting to, uh, you've got Javari Parker, of course, like I said, um, Javari Parker's now Dallas Maverick and, uh, You've you've just got it. You're okay even after the ACLs, um, or lack thereof. Well, this is a dream, you know. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, you're already resigned to tanking. We're two games into the season. The Mavericks are already going into the tank. Is that bad? Are you? Do you feel bad about that? I mean, at the beginning of the season and throughout the whole offseason, we knew they were going to be bad. Oh, you have to cover the team. You have to go watch the games. I have to watch the team every <laughs> single day. Oh, yeah. Okay. And talk about them every day. And I just do not like watching. To be honest, all right, this is this is why covering teams that are tanking. I do not like watching college basketball. I just do not like the sport. I don't, I don't like how slow it is. I don't like how inefficient it's all bad. the offense is. I don't like that it's bad basketball. What offense? I don't like, I don't like that, uh, like these super scrappy teams make it to, you know, the final four. It's just no. And so when your team is tanking, you have to watch all these bad college teams because not only do you have to watch a bad, you know, you have to watch college basketball, which is inherently worse than the NBA. You also have to watch these teams like Ben Simmons's LSU team that are just, or Dennis Smith Jr.'s NC State team, or, you know, just like. There's another option, man. What are, what's you the could, option? Uh, well, you could take out your smartphone. You could take out your handheld device and go to your podcasting app and look up Ode to Odin with Sean Darenthal. I can listen NBA to them talk about college Almighty baller, Right. <laughs> and what's on draft with Coles Wicker, Javier Pascara, and Mark Whittington. Two excellent references for when you want to know about these great players that the Mavericks are going to have without having to watch them play awful basketball in college. Um, 
That's a good plug. Yeah. That's a good plug for these for these draft shows. Again, that's that's Ode to Odin, and that's what's on draft. You guys can go find those on the. And that's what's store. on draft, not locked on draft. Just so everyone's clear. There's also a locked on draft. I think there's a. Is there a locked on there's regular no. draft? I don't think there is. There's a locked on fantasy draft. I think. But if there was a locked on draft, I would know about it, Nick. Oh, that's fair. I I wouldn't. <laughs> I keep I just... tabs. <laughs> is it a tabs or a scoreboard? Um. I see of it as more of like a measuring contest of some type. <laughs> that goes back with the hashtag that somebody started for Luka Doncic. All right. <laughs> right. We made it full circle. Chris Axman, thanks so much for joining us on the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. I'm sure you'll be back again throughout the season. And uh, bring some bring some better trades next time. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> bring some better players, Nick. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. We, we, tried to, we tried to trade all these players in the offseason and it didn't work. So. <sighs> All right, thanks so much for joining us, and now we're going to go talk to uh, Matt Wynn. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. All right, now joining me on the Locked On Mavericks podcast is Matt Wynn, is our our resident physical therapist to talk to us about uh, Dennis Smith Jr.'s injury, talk about what's going on with him. They're calling it a left knee effusion. Did I pronounce that right? And tell me what a left knee infusion is. Yeah, left knee effusion. So basically, uh, the effusion is just whenever you have any kind of fluid uh, accumulating in your knee. So basically, in layman's term, it's uh, swelling in his knee. So he's got the swelling going on. Is this something that happens from like a previous injury? Because it's the left knee. So that's the same knee that he had the ACL, you know, tear in and had the ACL, you know, injury with. Uh, is that something that could stem from that, or is this something that just happens, you know, for, from time to time with guys that are, you know, like how does this happen to somebody? Um, so for uh, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, yeah, he had his knee injury in uh, high school, so he's probably dealt with a little bit of swelling off and on um, just throughout, just because it's a, uh, you know, there's going to be swelling, especially after his surgery. Um, so for him. Uh, you know, listening to Carlisle's post-game interview tonight, um, he's been dealing with some swelling in his knee throughout camp. Uh, probably nothing serious until a Wednesday night when he uh, had that missed dunk, landed a little awkwardly on his ankle and or on his leg, um, and it probably aggravated the knee a little bit. So, uh, yeah, his, his knee probably swelled up uh, after that. So this is something he's been dealing with for a while. Uh, it's interesting you say that you know that this could happen from the ACL because uh, we think about these injuries and sometimes it, it just feels like as soon as they're done with them, you know, like they're done with them. You know, like you just get a clean break from every injury and then you're 100 percent healthy as soon as you get back on the court. Uh, you know, being in the physical therapy, coming back from such a serious injury like that. What is the you know the timetable and, and what are the, like the long term effects after somebody has you know an injury like that that's so severe? Um, so anytime you have something like an ACL to your knee, I mean yeah, after nine to twelve months you're cleared, you can go back to playing and stuff, but you're always gonna deal with uh, you know a little bit of swelling from time to time if you go a little harder than you usually do, um, and then anytime there's an injury to the knee. Uh, 
you know, it's possible that you damage a little bit of cartilage. Uh, you're a little bit more prone to future injuries. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case for Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, I mean, this time it just looks like he might have aggravated a little bit. So hopefully it's not uh, too serious. Yeah, so we're not we're not thinking. Obviously, Carlisle said he doesn't believe it to be serious. You're saying that this is not a you know super serious thing. A little swelling is, you know, not something he hasn't dealt with before. So, all right. Well, this makes me feel better <laughs> about Dennis yeah. Jr. In, in this injury. Nah, um, no, uh, no red flags. This is like a like a really small yellow flag. It's just <laughs> a little bit of swelling. He might have just overdone it. Um, you know, it, it's. Everything's pointing back to him coming back on uh, Monday against uh, you know Steph Curry and the Warriors. Oof, man, with this swelling though, it's it's kind of amazing that he's been able to you know jump and get up the way that he has. I mean, that just to me seems unhuman. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's able to yeah. do that. I mean, the dude still has a 44 inch vertical after an ACL repair. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's insane. All right, guys, it's Matt Win. The Twitter handle is at underscore underscore Matt Win. The blog is uh, mavsbeat.wordpress. You can go check them out there. Matt, thanks so much for joining us to talk about Dennis Smith. Hey, no problem. Anytime. All right, appreciate it. All right. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details.